0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 54 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Theo Lim, coming at you on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Lots of snow, it's so pretty outside. So I'm currently sitting at my desk, I've got the coffee to the right, I've got a big list of questions to the left. And I am excited. So this is really awesome. I got some really great questions regarding strength. How to progress in your strength. Um, I've got some good questions about nutrition. A little bit about supplements. And then training some specific skills. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this one a lot. If you guys have questions for me. If you guys have multiple questions for me anything. Um, You guys know my areas of expertise. I like strength, so I'm excited to do do this one. I like strength. I like talking about food. I like talking about work, about business. Hit me up. Hit me up with all your questions. Um, If you have multiple questions, that's great because I want to try a new format where I will answer, where I will dedicate a whole episode to answering your questions. So let's get right to it. We got some great questions from Sarah. Thank you for asking me all these questions. It's is very helpful. So strength progressions. First question, how do I calculate my individual lifting goals For example, bench, squat, sleds, and then how do I figure out my starting points? Um, Second part to that question, how do I choose a goal weight and how do I progress to get there? And then third part, how long should that journey take? Um, Sarah writes, I often just add weights in the moment at random and could probably be much smarter about goal setting with them I see others do the same thing so just some context I work with Sarah at Mayo Detox Performance she comes to our large group classes and has made an insane amount of gains insane amount of gains it's been awesome to see been awesome to see the progress Um and just like it's always great to see someone develop that love for lifting and for the gym in general and just that that desire to lift and get better is just great to see so in terms of how to calculate individual lifting goals and starting points that's a pretty tough question because um, it's gonna be based on I guess what you're working towards or what kind of... Like, what do you desire doing? Are you looking to squat very heavy? Are you looking to bench very heavy? Are you looking to hit awesome deadlift numbers? It's hard to say, right? So I think that comes, to, that comes down to individual preference. Like, for example, for me... I... For the majority of my lifting career thus far... The main focus has been... Or was... On the squat, the bench, and deadlift. Because that was the background that I came from. That was kind of what I knew. That was how I learned about the gym. And that was what I was into. So if you're into, say, the powerlifting, the big three movements. Then yeah, having a specific squat, bench, um, deadlift, military press. Specific numbers are good to have. But that's really going to come down to what your goals are. What you're working towards. What you enjoy. Um, and really figuring that out first. So if you're looking to say you set out a squat goal. Of hitting 185 for 1. Or 225 for 1. You know those are pretty standard general um, numbers I think say for um, for women like I guess an awesome of course it depends on your body weight depends on how long you've been training but it yeah I'd, I'd say a squat a cool squat number would be like 185 to 225 that that if you could hit that very clean that'd be like okay, you're strong. And then from there, anything on top of that is just extra. Again, I'm just putting out general numbers there. Um, For bench, I think anywhere from like 115 to 135 would would be a very challenging goal. And then for deadlift, probably same as your squat or similar, depending on which one you're better at. But like again, that 185 to 225 range probably puts you into that like You're no longer a beginner. You've been at this for a while. You've built up your technique. You know what you're doing. And you can hit some pretty solid numbers. And when I'm putting out those numbers, I'm talking about like one or two reps. And then I'd say that probably puts you into that like intermediate phase. And then from there, you know, sky's the limit with the numbers, right? It's really all, it's going to depend on... How deep your desire is to lift heavy-ass weight. Because for me, um, you asked me this five years ago, and I have very specific goals in the squat, the bench, and the deadlift. Like, that was a big part of my life. Ask me these days, and my goals are a bit different. So, I think it's important to recognize what, what you think is important, Like what you, what you prefer doing, what you enjoy doing, and then how far do you really want to take it? Like, I think it really does come down to how deeply do you desire to do a certain thing? Maybe it's hitting a certain amount of chin-ups, maybe it's hitting a certain amount of push-ups or dips. So I'd really take the time to figure out what you want to work on right now. And that's why I word it like that, what you want to work on right now. Because it's going to change. And I think something to be aware of is that you can't have it all at the same time. You really can't. Like if you set out to, it's like if someone came to me and they wanted to squat 300 pounds and they also wanted to bench X amount and deadlift X amount, and be able to run a 10k in X amount of time and be able to... and they want to also learn how to do um, handstands and they also want to learn how to be like a kettlebell master it's like okay you might have too many things going on there so I would tear it down to maybe three to five very specific um, things or areas that you want to work towards and hit and then kind of focus on those of course still do all those other things but you have to realize that you only have so many so much energy so much time and so much uh, resources to make it all happen right so that's something to be aware of with your lifting goals now just be aware of the holistic view and because i've made that mistake before and i've i've learned the hard way a lot of the times Say in powerlifting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going back to that because that's like where the bulk of my experience has been. When you set out, it's very common to set out like, okay, I want to squat, bench, and deadlift, and you set out numbers for all three. But here's the thing. When you embark on a training program to, to work towards those numbers, you quickly realize after a while that it's really hard to improve on all three of those things at the same time. Maybe not when you're just starting out, but after that first year or two or three years, progress becomes much harder to, uh, to make, which is fine, that's perfectly natural. So that's definitely something I learned Uh, very early on because it can be frustrating when you set out a couple different goals and it's like okay yeah my squats my squat feels really good right now but my bench not so much so again as I said earlier you really got to hone in on what's important to you right now what are you into right now and then go in on that so for example if you guys You guys have been following on instagram i'm big on the kettlebells right now kettlebells doing a lot of kettlebell work um i'm gearing up for the certification in october so this is actually good because i recently only got i recently got a new goal that i'm working towards now because i'd say for the back half of 2018 you know i was just kind of lifting getting the work in no specific goals no specific lifting goals at all i knew i wanted to be strong i knew i wanted to be lean and i knew i wanted to be in good condition but those are very general goals so now that i have this certification in october i've actually felt a lot more purpose and more intent when i'm doing stuff in the gym like when i'm uh, struggling through a conditioning class at myo detox Friday's 12 p.m I go to um, I go to David's class shout outs shredlocks always bringing the heat so I go to that class and I always struggle because conditioning is not my main not my strong point that endurance is just not my thing So I'm struggling and it's fun because you you learn a lot about yourself. In those times of struggle right because it's that inner inner conversation you're having with yourself so I'm there I'm looking at the sled okay there's two minutes left in this round do I really want to push this not really but let's do it because this is gonna help me in October because this conditioning work I'm doing right now is going to help me be in excellent shape in October so that when I go to this course when I go to get certified I'm just gonna I'm gonna be in great shape that's not going to be a problem for me so having that goal definitely has helped me a lot just a little more purpose with what i'm doing a little more intent in terms of how to choose a goal weight and how to progress to get there you kind of i kind of touched on that There, like you can look up general strength standards actually and maybe i will i'll link that actually i'll link that down below general strength standards um, that will be helpful and again it's just kind of to see i don't think it's the b end b i don't even know how to say that term b end all end and all the end <laughs> whatever okay yeah so i don't think it's like the most important thing but that is something you could do if you're really interested to search up general strength standards in the gym, I'll I'll link that down below. I'll find some good info on that. I know there's a lot for like the barbell lifts based on how much you weigh, like, are you a beginner? Are you a novice? Are you an intermediate kind of thing? So that's one way you could do it to kind of see what's out there. But really it's, as I said, it's going to come down to what, how deeply do you desire to lift a certain amount of weight? How important is that to you? Because I'll tell you, when I was really into deadlifting, that was all I thought about. The desire was it was it was there all day, every day. Like I'd be at work and I knew I would be deadlifting after, and I would just be visualizing. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna lift that, no problem. I I know I'm gonna hit today I have to hit 405 for five. And I'm just visualizing I like I use visualization a lot in the past especially for heavy lifting um, I still use it today but back then that desire was so strong that's all I thought about and it was consuming in again both good and bad so choosing goal weight it's gonna depend on you you can use uh, strength standards that are out there to kind of see because there are there are general strength standards you've probably heard of like for me if someone's been lifting for a while okay barbell squat can they barbell squat their body weight that's pretty like beginner and then if you're intermediate okay can you now barbell squat one and a half times your weight and then if you're really strong two times your weight is usually a good standard that's like you've been at it you're strong uh, for bench press, again depends, It's it varies between the males and females, but can you bench press one times your body weight? Can you bench press one and a half times your body weight? The, for the females, one and a half times your body weight is a lot more difficult versus for the males, um, but still very doable. Deadlift I find is very similar to squats. Uh, Again, one times your body weight, one and a half times your body weight, two times your body weight. If you're good at deadlifting, shit, maybe two and a half times your body weight. So those are kind of the general standards for the big lifts that are out there. But again, it depends on how important it is for you. For me, when I look at strength standards right now, I've talked about this before. For myself, I'm more looking for minimum strength standards what that means is i don't necessarily have a maximum weight in mind like i don't have a desire to hit a one rep max on the deadlift right now i might in the future but right now that's not where i'm at but i do have minimum strength standards for me like i still i know for me to feel good about it i should be able to deadlift four plates Uh, I should be able to deadlift 405 for a couple reps, no problem. Any given day. That's just for me, like, it's, again, it comes down to individual and how much importance you're placing on it. Um, Same with bench, I have a minimum strength standard and squat. In terms of how to progress to get there, this is an interesting question. In terms of how to progress to get there, Okay, it's a it's a bit difficult if you're in a large group setting like the one you're in. Not that there's anything wrong with it cuz obviously you've seen it and I've seen you make awesome gains in the large group setting. But in terms of progressing on certain lifts like just like you said, um You're not sure when to add weights. Um, How do you know when to add weights to your lifts? I like to go... hmm, There are a couple ways to do this, right? Of course, there are ways that are more efficient than others. There are ways that are smarter in terms of programming. So, yeah, you could say for the next 12 weeks say hit a a very common one just using this as an example I don't think it's necessarily the best way but you could say okay I'm gonna do five sets of five uh, once or twice a week every time I squat and I'm just gonna try add weight over the next 10 weeks so this is where those two and a half plates will come in very handy for you so say one week you do 135 pounds sets of five okay next week and that's starting to feel a bit easier okay next week let's do 140 pounds on the last set or two of that five sets of five so you're doing three sets with 135 and then you're doing two sets with 140 right progressive overload you're adding five pounds to two of those sets doesn't seem like a lot but over the course of 10 weeks it will add up um, so you do that. And in terms of knowing when to add weight. That's going to be based on how you feel. How Obviously technique is number one. Never sacrifice um, your technique. Your depth. Just to add more weight. But say, say you hit that first week. 135. Five sets of five. And on that last set. You feel like you could have done eight to ten reps if you had really gone for it okay you could probably add weight so I like to think about it in rep ranges in this case so you could go say five to seven reps let's go let's go five to eight reps okay so you're working with five to eight reps and at this point in time you can only hit five reps that's a struggle but say, over the course of a couple of weeks, you're doing the same weight, but now you're getting stronger. So now maybe on a couple of those sets, you're doing eight reps. So it's like, okay, now we're hitting eight reps with this. Let's go up five pounds and let's start again at that lower rep range. So let's go three to five. I'm not sure if that makes sense, like it's easier if you if you're writing it down to be. So I like rep ranges. Common rep ranges are 3 to 5, uh, 5 to 8, 8 to 12, 12 to 15, right? So just work your way through those rep ranges by and by taking weight off or adding weight. And then by the time you go back to the same rep range, like say you cycle through 3 to 5, 5 to 8, 8 to 12, 12 to 15, By the time you go back to 3 to 5, say in a month or say in like 4 to 6 weeks, you can see that you are stronger if you've been tracking your weights. So that's one thing I highly recommend you doing is just tracking whichever lifts you want to improve, whichever area of strength you want to improve. I would start tracking your lifts um, if you're not already doing so. So track it, it doesn't have to be very complicated. I like to use a small notebook that I can stuff in my bag or leave in the car. And so I write the date down, write the date, write what lift you did, um, and then write. So for you, probably the top sets, like your last two to three sets. So you do 135 for five, and then you do 145 for five. Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> Ooh. And then you do 155 for five. Right? Write the date down. Ooh. Sorry, just had a sip of coffee to clear the throat. So write the date down, write the lift you did, write the weights and reps that you did, and then make a note at the bottom. How did it feel? Could you have done more? was it a hard day were you fatigued just like one or two sentences kind of give a quick recap of how that day felt because this will help you in the future when you look back on this so that's in terms of progressing and tracking your weights because you can't really you don't really know if you're not tracking if you're not tracking you're just guessing in terms of i'm not sure if you've looked up programs out there um like weight training programs strength training programs depending on what you're interested in but there are ways to there are programs out there that you can follow that say you enter your there are programs out there that you can follow and what how those usually work is you put in your not your 1 rep max, but you put in maybe your uh, 90% of your 1 rep max. So that kind of requires you to know your starting weight. But like I call that a training max, not your 1 rep max. You never want to base your program off of a 1 rep max that you've only hit once. Because it has to be a number that you can hit pretty consistently anytime. So that's why 90% of your 1 rep max... Is a good number to base a program off of so most of these strength training programs are based off of percentages so you just literally plug in your number and you just follow the program to a T. Um, most of these programs last anywhere from six to 12 weeks there are i would definitely not try to like make your own program if this is the route you're gonna go i would definitely try a tried and true program something like um five 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 by five is popular five by five is a good program five three one is a good program there's also other ones like cowboy method there's a shit ton of programs out there that are tried and true so i would pick one based on your goals and who you like if there's certain coach out there that you like to follow you like their stuff that's a good way to go. Um, so following a program will help you in terms of getting there. You could also hire a coach to help you with the programming like so that's one thing I do. I do online coaching where someone where I work with someone to work towards their goals and I update that I update their training weekly based on how the previous week went. So this is usually a 12-week program and I'm doing I'm doing the math for you, basically. I'm making percentages, I'm following tried and true methods to get stronger in certain areas. So again, I would find if you're going to go that route, look for a coach that you admire, you like their stuff, you trust them, and then follow their program. I feel like this is a good good indicator of growth when you start to cuz let's face it the large group classes are great they are great but once someone gets to a certain strength level you can no longer just jump in and do like random reps and sets and expect to get stronger if getting stronger in certain lifts is what you're looking for it might not be but say someone came to me and they wanted to bring their squat from 365 to 405 and they want to jump into the group classes to do this and i'm like yeah you that might work but there's probably a smarter way about it which is through proper programming in terms of how long that journey should take it usually takes a bit longer than we want it to This is a pretty, um, it's a long game. Weight training, strength training, there are going to be ups and downs. If you've experienced injuries in the past, you know that there are ups and downs. You could bring your squat from 365 to 405, hurt your ankle, and your squat is back down to 315 after you recover from injury. And then you got to build it back up again. So lots of peaks and valleys when it comes to strength training. So in terms of how long the journey should take, Make it realistic. But again, um, it's going to depend on where you're at in your training age, how long you've been training. Because if someone just starts in their first year, yeah, they could put 200 pounds on their deadlift, no problem. But second, third, fourth, fifth year, you ain't putting 200 pounds on your deadlift. All right. So I hope that answered those questions regarding. Calculating individual lifting goals, choosing goal weights, how to progress there, how long that should take, and then how to add weights through the use of rep ranges, percentages. I'm going to link a couple good programs that I like, that I've used in the past. It's going to be mainly strength training based because again, that's where, that's where my experience and expertise lies. So let's move on to nutrition timing. What are your thoughts on nutrition timing for strength gains, for muscle growth, for runners, etc.? Um, Nutrition timing is a minor detail compared to your total nutrition, total calories, Um, protein intake micronutrients, vitamins all that good stuff so only think about this if you've got everything down so you're already eating well you're already hitting a good amount of calories based on your goals you're hitting your protein intake and you know know what feels good for you (laughs) because for nutrition timing in my opinion um for nutrition timing it's gonna come down to personal preference. And you kinda of know what feels good. Like if you're gonna train at if I'm gonna train at six thirty AM, I know that I don't really want to eat. I'm not hungry in the morning. I'll have some I'll have a lot of water, I'll have coffee, and then I'll do my training. But if I'm gonna train at two PM, that might be a different story because I'm gonna be hungry. So I know if I'm gonna train at 2 pm, I know that I can the latest I can eat for myself is 11, 1130. So I need that two two and a half hours to digest the food. So that's gonna come down to personal preference. You gotta learn how kind of gotta learn what your body responds to, how you perform when you eat certain foods. So for me I know that I like to have carbohydrates before I train whether that's in the form of a real meal like rice and animal protein and vegetables or if I don't want a whole meal or if I'm on the go maybe I'll grab a muffin. So it's a, you kind of got to figure out what works best for you. And that will come with time, that will come with experimenting. So in terms of muscle growth, in terms of strength gains, of course, there are ways you can like fully optimize it and be 100% on point with it. But those are minor details compared to your overall nutrition, your overall sleep, your overall hydration, proper programming. Because what's big is um, post-workout, hitting that, Hitting those post-workout carbs, hitting those post-workout protein shake. That's great, yes. But minor details compared to overall calories, overall protein. So, for example, if someone, say this is a common scenario actually. Someone does their workout, they immediately need to get their protein shake in because that anabolic window, right? But you look at the rest of this person's day. Okay, did they eat breakfast or did they eat before training? Are they going to eat after they consume that protein shake? And then you find out, okay, so aside from the protein shake, You had like 60 grams of protein, and you're a 200 pound male. So yeah, it's great that you timed your protein intake after the gym, but the rest of your day doesn't look that great. So will you really achieve the goals you're trying to achieve? So that's just something to keep in mind when it comes to nutrient timing. As always, make sure you have the 99% of things down, that's being that's proper programming, adequate sleep, quality nutrition, quality stress management. And then we can look at the minor details. So a second follow a follow-up a nutrition question here. Can you share how can you share an ideal food diary for a day or a lesson on how to set up your own food planning? Based on personal needs. So I'm big on two factors when it comes to nutrition. I'm big on protein intake. And I'm big on total calories. And then of course. Quality food. Getting the micronutrients. Getting the fruits, the vegetables. That will provide those micronutrients. So total calories. That's going to be based on your goals. Are you trying to build mass? Are you trying to build muscle? are you trying to put 40 pounds on your squat because that's gonna dictate what you do in terms of calories so here's another thing back to conflicting goals I remember it it's actually very common and I did this in the past too okay I want to put 50 pounds on my squat but I also want to lose um three three percent body fat I also want to lose 10 pounds while I put 50 pounds on my squat so those goals don't really go hand in hand because you to lose that to lose that body fat you might need to eat at maintenance calories or even be in a deficit and it's going to be very hard to increase your strength when you're in a deficit so you really have to know what you're working towards you really got to know your goals in terms of so total calories a good place to start i think the general recommendation is take your body weight And multiply that by 14 to 16. So some quick math. Say you're 200 pounds. Just for easy math. Let's go. Yeah, 200 pounds. Why not? Times 14. That would be 2,800 calories. That's on the low end. So then that's on. That's again. There's a range because it depends on the person. So t- multiply your body weight by 14 to 16. Even 12 to 16 is a good range. Obviously, 12 being on the low end, 16 being on the high end based on your goals. And that's a good place to start. And just like the tracking progress of your lifts, you need to track the you need to track your consumption of food as well. So a food diary is helpful, is a good place to start. Literally writing, again, same thing, put down the date and just write down everything you're consuming. That's a good place to start. If you really want to dive in on the numbers, there are apps like MyFitnessPal and many other apps, many other calorie counter apps that you can use. And again, you kind of have to, you got to track it. You really got to track it. When you first start, if you don't already do this, I would not I wouldn't go too like deep into it. The first thing I like to do with the clients that I work with for the first week or two weeks, I just want a food diary. I don't need you to track your calories. I don't need you to count your protein yet. Just let's just be aware of what we're consuming. So write down everything you consume, food, drinks, anything date it and let's just see let's just check in on the patterns are there certain days where you're constantly eating less are there certain days where you're constantly eating more what kind of foods are you eating what kind of foods do you gravitate towards what do you like to eat so kind of finding a good starting point and then we can work from there in terms of so that's total calories in terms of your protein intake you've probably heard it before people like to recommend one gram per pound of body weight I prefer to do the one gram of protein per pound of lean body weight Um, or in other words you can do 0.7 to 0.8 grams uh, times your body weight so if I weigh 200 pounds that's going to be anywhere from 140 to 160 grams of protein. So I like to check in on those pro- on that protein and calorie numbers. I'm not too big on the carbs and fat because that's going to depend on personal preference. Some people, and you'll learn what works best for you. Some people prefer higher fats. Some people operate better on higher carbs. It's going to be up to you. And you'll you'll need to figure out and the only way to figure that out is through trial and error actually doing it actually tracking and see see how you respond to it see how you feel see how your performance is affected by it and yeah so for i know you wrote for runners i don't really know i've never been much of a runner i i would assume it's similar except for the, I'm sure you got to fuel yourself a bit differently if you're doing a 3-hour run versus a 45-minute strength training workout. Again, it's going to come down to personal preference. In terms of supplements, category 3 supplements, vitamins, BCAAs, creatine, protein, who needs them and what can they do for you? Can you use certain foods instead? So I'm not big on supplements. I've, like, I have all of the supplements. I've just never been good at taking them. So actually, this question um, sparked me. It inspired me to actually try all the supplements that I have. So for the next month, I'm gonna be pretty keen on my supplementation. And I'll see how that affects my performance and how I feel. In terms of supplements, it's kind of similar to the nutrient timing. I see this a lot too. You show up at the gym. uh, The workout's about to start. Some people are frantically getting their BCAAs into their shaker cups. Because shit, if I don't get my BCAAs in like I'm not going to be able to do the workout, I'm not going to feel good. It's like, okay, that's fine. But just like the nutrient timing, what does the rest of your day look like? Because if you're not if you're not fueling yourself through your food, through quality nutrition, hitting the necessary amount of calories for your for you and for your goals, those BCAAs aren't really going to do anything for you. Same with the protein shakes. It's like people, I get this a lot, where, you know, I I ask someone, oh, how much protein do you consume in a day? It's like, oh, I don't really know. I think I eat a lot of protein. I usually have, say, a chicken breast and a protein shake. I'm like, okay, so between the chicken breast and protein shake, you're at about 60 grams of protein max. And you need 100 more. Do you get that hundred usually no same with creatine creatine is not going to save you it's it's been proven to be highly effective one of the most researched supplements out there also one of the most affordable so yeah creatine is awesome but if someone's trying to build muscle and they're co- they're more concerned about their creatine and what that's going to do for them versus getting again getting the necessary amount of calories to achieve your goals and hitting the necessary amount of protein so i hope that kind of helps with the supplements i don't have anything against them i think they're great um in terms of who needs them vitamins key yes but again fruits and vegetables how many are you eating fruits and vegetables or are you relying on multivitamins to get you there of course everyone's situation differs like if you're if you're not able to consume certain foods then yes supplementation will help and I think this is where trap again come down to tracking this is actually something I've been meaning to do just haven't had just haven't set up the appointment I've been meaning to get my blood tested on a more regular basis because i kind of want to see because i feel good in general about the foods i'm eating but i want to see what that how that reflects on a blood plant, on a blood panel and i want to see if there are any deficiencies if i should be changing anything adjusting anything based on what those results show so i do think this is where a blood test will be helpful Uh, whether that's through your regular doctor, whether that's through a naturopath, whatever options are available for you. So I think this is where... I think that's important. I think that's something that maybe is not mentioned very much, but I think the blood tests to see where your hormones are at, where your levels are at in terms of that area. And then from there, you you can see... What you need to supplement to help you um, get into the optimal levels so that's something i've been meaning to do getting that blood test a little more regularly maybe every three to six months just to see how everything's looking again come same with the lifting same with the nutrition if you're not tracking it how do you really know right if you're not tracking you're just guessing Uh, Last question about the supplements. Can you use certain foods instead? Absolutely. But again, it's going to depend on someone's circumstances. Some people are sensitive to certain foods, so maybe they have to supplement. Maybe the area you live in doesn't have great uh, produce, so maybe you'd need to supplement. Um, Things like vitamin D. Vitamin D is a very common, in terms of overall health, very commonly recommended supplement especially in canada where we're dealing with the winter we don't have much sunlight so general recommendations in terms of supplements and again this is not really my area of expertise but i've been around long enough to kind of see and understand why these things are recommended recommended fish oil is always widely recommended fish oil Vitamin D. Magnesium is very common as well. Iron for some people. Again, you won't know until you get tested, right? Uh, Multivitamin, yep. Creatine just because it's uh, affordable and it's effective. And protein, in terms of protein, again, if you're able to get most of your protein from your food, then maybe you don't need a protein supplement. Save that money for something else supplements that i think are kind of overdone and not necessary in my opinion uh pre-workout it's fun it is fun but you got to be careful with how much pre-workout you're consuming because a lot of them do have do contain a lot of other shit that you don't really want to always be consuming so those stimulants you got to be careful with BCAAs, as I said, and BCAAs are kind of expensive. Be careful with those. I think in terms of effectiveness, yes, they work. But it's going to work better for some people based on your circumstances. So, for example, I think BCAAs are great if you're in a caloric deficit. You've been in a deficit for a while. So maybe your your body could use that and it will help you. But say you're eating in a caloric surplus. You're eating good. You're getting all the food, you're getting all the micronutrients. Okay, maybe BCAs, you don't really, you could save your money and use it for something else. So that, hopefully that helps with the supplements. Again, same thing, supplements, nutrients, strength, you gotta be tracking. Okay, last question here. Skills training in the gym. Example, wrapping your foot for ropes, setting up for kettlebell swings. Sarah writes, I I have things I'd like to be able to do, like Turkish get-ups, double unders, handstand walks, push-ups, pull-ups that are skill-based. Maybe you can provide some steps to break some of these popular ones down into smaller chunks. Awesome. Awesome question. I'm A lot of these things I don't know how to do. I don't know how to do double unders. I don't really know how to wrap my feet for the ropes. I definitely don't know how to do handstand walks yet or handstand push-ups or pull-ups. Oh, no. Pull-ups I'm pretty good at now. So pull-ups and Turkish get-ups I'd say I've really honed in on in the last six months. And I guess I can share my experience with these skill-based things. So for me, I'm pretty... I'm pretty open to learning via YouTube. I think YouTube can be a great resource. So that, mm, I I used YouTube and I read some books, and I kind of started messing around with the Turkish getup, and I I kind of learned it. Yeah, it went pretty well. I'd say I g- had a good handle on it, but ultimately I paid to go to attend a course, a kettlebell course. And they taught us how to properly do kettlebell swings, properly do Turkish get-ups, how to properly press a kettlebell. So I think for these skill-based things, just like the programming and all this, I'd I'd say do what you can on your own. But it's always going to be helpful to pay someone to teach you. And the main reason is that you're going to save a lot of time if you pay an expert to teach you. Because when I'll tell you, when I attended that course, I paid, I forget, it was 300, 400 bucks for a one day course. But that shaved off a lot of time in terms of mastering these moves. So I was able to get the proper cues. I had someone watching me and showing me how to do certain things, certain steps in terms of the Turkish get up, in terms of the kettlebell swing. Like I didn't know these things and yeah, you could learn it off YouTube and yeah, that's what I did. But in order to really hone in on it, to really refine it, having a coach there to really watch what you're doing and showing you how to do it is key. So it's like someone trying to i've had this a lot where i work with someone for the first day just one day and they say they've been squatting for two years their squat has plateaued a little their knees are hurting a little bit and i'm like okay come on in let's work on your squat we'll take an hour we'll just deep dive into your squat after that hour if i'm able to help them It's like, oh shit, squats have never felt that good. I didn't know that they could feel that good. And now they've saved themselves a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of potential risk for injuries. And it's a small investment to pay in the grand scheme of things. So definitely if you're interested, and it sounds like you are, into the skills like double unders, handstand walks, getting better at push uh, uh, pull-ups, maybe um, muscle-ups. Those are all kind of more CrossFit-based, right? Unfortunately, I don't really know anyone. I don't know a CrossFit coach that... I just don't know a CrossFit coach, which I'm going to look into now so that I can have someone to refer to. But if you're interested in those things, I would probably go to someone who is an expert at those things and see if they have any free content as always I would consume all the free content that you can but at the end of the day if you really want someone's expertise you want their one-on-one attention I would just pay the money to get to for their one-on-one services or maybe you could even get this done in a small group or in a CrossFit class up to you based on how you prefer to learn What you're able to do in terms of finances. Are you able to pay for 10 one-on-one sessions? Or would you prefer to jump into their group classes? Again, depends on how important these things are for you. And how badly you want to learn them. So this kind of comes back to... I think it's important to master... I think you're... To master certain movements first hone in on specific goals work on those feel good about it and then move on to other ones because right now with this list it's just there's a lot going on do you want to improve your bench because actually one other thing there are different levels of learning which stage of learning are you at because right now it seems like your squat your bench your deadlift you've now learned How to do those with very with lots of technical proficiency you're very confident in them and now so you're past that stage of learning where you're just like really honing in on technique now you have now you know what that feels like now you know what that's supposed to look like now you can make now you can really go for those strength gains versus if you're new to double unders if you're new to handstand walks if you're new to Turkish getups, you have to start at the beginning stage where you're really just honing in on the skills, the technique, slowing things down and then improving at them slowly to a point where then you can add more load, more external load. So for example, for me with my kettlebell stuff, I'm still in the beginning stages of learning. Lots of skill work, lots of um, technique work, lots of figuring out how to actually do it first before I can really deep dive into, okay, now I want to press a certain weight. Now I want to do the get up with a certain weight. So skills training is very different from just straight up lifting. So just be aware of that. I think you can do them all at the same time. You just have to be aware of, where you're putting your energy and again it's you just don't want to set yourself up for disappointment where you're like you're you've embarked on a four day lifting program but for your big barbell moves but on the side you also want to embark on a three day like crossfit program not saying that it's not doable depends where your fitness levels are but realize that something has to take the back seat. you just at the end of the day you can't have it all at the same time unless you're like a full time athlete I guess you could <laughs> so I hope um, I hope that was all helpful I'm gonna figure out if I know anyone who does CrossFit coaching I do know some CrossFit gyms but I've never tried personally so I cannot confidently recommend any. But if that's something you're into, highly recommend to pursue that. Again, it's all of this comes down to personal preference. What is important to you right now? How? What do you desire? Are you looking to lift heavy barbells? Are you looking to learn new skills? Are you look, looking to just lean out and you don't really care about any of these other things? It really depends what's important to you. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you guys enjoyed this format. And again, if you guys have questions, please let me know. I'll be happy to answer them. So I'm going to leave it right there. Have yourselves a great week. Have yourselves a great day. And I'll catch you all next time. Peace.